You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So hello everybody and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. And as we were discussing last week, uh, the Elite League announced last week that the remainder of the current season will be cancelled immediately as a result over the ongoing concern regarding the coronavirus pandemic. That cancellation has now been expanded to involve the English Ice Hockey Association as well as the Scottish Ice Hockey Association as well as the international game more generally. It's a very worrying time, not just for ice hockey, but society in general. And for more on this, Craig Anderson of BritishIceHockey.co.uk caught up with Elite Ice Hockey League chair, Here's Tony Smith speaking on Tuesday. Tony, first of all, thank you for your time. Can you talk to us about the timeline of the that led you to the decision to cancel the rest of the season in the end on Friday? Yeah, so um, situation on, on Thursday was we were waiting for the government to make an announcement to tell us exactly what would happen with mass gatherings. Um, Boris Johnson, I'm sure most people in the country were tuned into that and they uh, they heard him say that uh, mass gatherings could continue. So we got more or less the green light there. We'd had a bit of a scare earlier on in the week and we were still waiting for uh, three Dundee players to be cleared. Uh, late on Thursday evening, we got clearance that that was okay. There was no uh, sort of virus, uh, there were flu-like symptoms. So uh, Friday morning, came into the office and uh, it was everybody's intention in the league to at least play that weekend out because uh, we'd, we'd got a lot of a lot of things happening for most clubs. Uh, unfortunately, I took a call from uh, Steve Thornton in Belfast, who uh, uh, with his uh, with his his, his uh, counterparts in Belfast, Robert Fitzpatrick. He uh, uh, we conference called for half an hour, and they explained to me that um, there was two players showing signs in Belfast, and there wasn't enough time between. Uh, us speaking at that particular point and the game against Nottingham in the evening for us to actually, uh, for them to make a decision on whether it was flu or it was the virus. So unfortunately and quite rightly, Stephen Robert had no option but to pull the plug on the game in the evening, which literally meant the uh, the closing of the Elite League because there was no way we could allow any games to go ahead once that game was cancelled. We didn't know 
who'd been in contact with who, and for safety and for the health of the players and all the officials and people involved and the fans, it made absolute sense to uh, call the game off and close the league down there and then. So I guess everybody a week or so, 10 days ago, was thinking, we can get through the season, we can get through the playoffs, but things have, have, have progressed so quickly that, you know, even now, you know, there are people within our league who are like me and they, they want to play games and get the season out of the way. But we all accept it just was the absolute right thing to do. Close it down, keep everybody safe, get the players home. That was the big thing. And then look to how we start again for next season. I mean, logistically, it has been a nightmare. You, you, you're making arrangements for players you would have made in, in a month's time anyway, but you would have had another month's worth of, of gate receipts. And so how much of a nightmare has it been with, with everything that's basically been thrust upon you? It's been tough. I mean, as I said in a previous interview, <clears throat> we've had some really tough times in Steelers since we took over, what, nine nine seasons ago. Uh, but, you know, the last sort of three or four days since Friday morning have been very, very tough. I've had my team here in Sheffield trying to do the impossible. You know, we've got flights booked and paid for mid-April, as you would expect. So, you know, I, I give everybody an example you know, phone an airline and ask if you can change a flight for a family of four uh, because you don't want to go 14th of April, you actually want to go 14th of March. And they'll say, uh, yeah, we can do that. There's a bit of a change. But then put a pandemic on the back of it and everybody in the world trying to change flights and it becomes impossible. You know, and, and our guys in, in, in Sheffield have done a great job. And, and around the league, you know, I'm seeing great emails and texts from players and tweets saying, what a great organisation, Nottingham, Cardiff, Belfast, Sheffield, you know, all of them, all everyone, I could name every team in the league and they're all getting the same feedback. It's it's great to be attached to the elite league right now because they've done the right thing. We closed early and uh, we got the guys home safe and last few are going at the moment, but I guess by the end of this week, those that need to be out will be out. And of course, once you're, you're by that part of the process, you need to start looking at how you round off season 2019-20, one such example is that who you would decide as, as champions if, if you can do such a thing have you even had a conversation about that yet yeah as a league we've had three or four conference calls and uh, it's been agreed that there will be no champion this year you know Cardiff uh, finished top um, so they finished number one but there's no league champion this year it's as simple as that uh, we agreed today that we'll continue with the stats so we close the season off and stats will stand and I think they're going to you know do the leading score and points and that, so best, best goalie, etc. I think they're going to do that, uh, which is fine. But uh, reality is there's no league champion this year. And uh, there's a lot of statements to be made over the next 24, 48 hours regarding CHL, Continental Cup and the playoffs. We're, uh, we're getting close to making some announcements on that. Now, I'm not looking for specific numbers here, but how will this impact on the league financially in the short and the longer term? It's going to be tough. You know, uh, it's going to be very, very tough for everybody. Um, everybody's doing what they can right now to cut costs, close things down early. You know, I mean, the godsend is there might not be a lot of cash coming in now with no gates, but there's not a lot of outgoings because players will be going home. Um, it's going to be difficult because a lot of clubs rely on the big gates over the last three or four weeks and the playoffs uh, and anything that comes back from that uh, to get through the uh, the summer months. But uh, this summer won't be quite as comfortable as, as it has been in the past. But you know what, we've got a good group of people in the Elite League. I've, I've finished a, a one-hour conference call shortly, a short time ago, and I'm always really pleased when I come off these calls that there's no people, nobody on those calls object to things these days. It's very positive. Everybody comes with a positive attitude. 
glass is always at least half full, if not more. And everybody wants to do what's right to get this league up and running again as soon as possible next season. That's my next question. Obviously, we don't know how long this is going to affect things, this coronavirus and the way it's impacted on everybody has been hard. But is there a plan in case the start of next season will be further impacted by this? Yeah, we've got uh, a couple of plans. Um, and we're hoping that you know we can start in September. That's, that's the, the, the plan at the moment. We're working towards that. One or two people are saying it could be longer. Okay, it could be October. We don't know at this stage. You know, the, the, no one's no one's got a crystal ball. Nobody expects concrete answers on what we can do. We're going to move forward over the next month, two months, and see how things change, how the how the, the, the land changes. You know, uh, you just have to hope that you know everybody stays safe, everybody listens to government advice, and and everybody takes on board uh, best practices for now, and then hopefully you know come July, August, September. We have a hockey season again, and uh, and we put this behind us. Now we are in unprecedented territory with this, you know, across the board in all sports and all walks of life. But how have you found working with all this in the last few days? Obviously, with both hats on, it's been it's been quite a, a difficult time for you, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it's tough, and you know what they say when the going gets tough. Uh, we've all we've all stepped up uh, across the league. Everybody's working very hard to make sure that, you know, clubs close down correctly and we get people out. Um, there's, there's lots of extra work that we didn't expect this time of year. No one expected to be having exit meetings with players, coaches, etc. You know, uh, they, they were weeks away. They were four or five weeks away. Uh, and everything was running very smoothly. Everybody had got the sort of the travel uh, itinerary in place. And, and we've been thrown a curveball. And you do what you do, you know, you step up and you, you, you come together. And it's what we need, you know, the ice hockey uh, fraternity, uh, the fans uh, are very, very special as far as I'm concerned. You know, I've been to Nottingham for many, many years watching the playoffs and I can't ever recall any sport where you could put 10 sets of fans together and it was just like they were sitting with the next door neighbour. You know, they go to the bars, they go circulate in, in Bolero Square, you know. I've never seen anything like it, and I think the fan base of, of our clubs is very, very special. And I think because of that, that we'll come back as an organisation and as an in, individual clubs. I think we'll come back uh, better and bigger and stronger next year. Elite League chairman Tony Smith there speaking with our very own Craig Anderson on BritishIceHockey.co.uk earlier in the week. Now, this is a very fast-moving situation, obviously. So, for all the latest news with regards to British Ice Hockey, BritishIceHockey.co.uk, the place to go. On Tuesday, I caught up with Craig for his reaction. Hello, Craig. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Ben. I'm good. Uh, right, so let, let's let's start with the big, massive elephant in the room. Uh, this is the last show in the present series, uh, for obvious reasons. Um, I mean, we spoke last week about the, the Scottish Cup final and the, the English Ice Hockey Association, what they had planned in the coming weeks, but it was pretty clear, wasn't it, heading into the weekend, that, that it was inevitable that this, this season was going to get cancelled, wasn't it, throughout the game? Yeah, I think as the week went on and the more information we were getting, about the ongoing situation with coronavirus, then we started seeing sport, sporting events falling by the wayside here, there and everywhere. And I think that the English Premier League, I think, was obviously the big one in football when it decided to, to basically cease operations until early April. And even then, looking at it, there's no guarantee it's even going to go ahead then. You just knew it was only a matter of time, uh, you know, as more and more information came out. Um, common sense has, has prevailed in so many respects. It was the right decision. It's good to see the Elite League be proactive about it. All too often, they're, they're accused of being a 
reactive um, sort of organisation and I know that close hand having worked with them for, for two and a half years as well so it was good to see them getting ahead of it and making the decision early and here we are we're talking and there's no ice hockey anymore for 2019-20 in, in the elite ice hockey league's thinking and uh, it turns out they were Bob on the money it was about having Canadians Americans Swedes Germans whoever playing in these in these squads in the elite league they needed to get on pretty sharpish, didn't they? Uh, and uh, it's it, as the borders start to close across the world, that was uh, that that had to be considered as well. Definitely, you know, and we've seen that the USA, Donald Trump, um, the president over there, you know, um, handed out travel bans to, to European countries. So it was important to get these guys home, of course, as the last thing they would have wanted was to be stranded here um, for a number of weeks and months when they could be home with their families and you know self isolating if need be in the comfort of their own home. It, it, that's how serious it got and unfortunately for the clubs they were left in a situation where well they would have organised flights for these guys once the season had concluded they would have had another month's money behind them to be able to do that they would have planned for that so they've been kind of caught on the hop as well where it might be um, you know it comes to financial difficulties without knowing exactly what kind of budgets each club has to work under it will it will hit clubs certain clubs harder than others you know there'll be others that can take the, the impact of this okay and, and, and recover in the fullness of time we just don't know at this moment in time. There's still so much things up in the air. We're still too early to know exactly how 2019-20 is to be concluded for, on a competition level as well. We just don't know at all. And, you know, and we can sit here and speculate all day, but that is the truth of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's that's one thing that has to be considered now. That the health, uh, obviously, the health and well-being of supporters and players is, has been paramount as made in these decisions here. But the health and well-being of the clubs now in this period of of essentially a life being being put on hold for how many months it's going to be. The clubs need support, don't they? And and it's it's a tall ask asking uh, Ice Hockey UK or the Elite League or or the various associations north and south of the border to to carry that weight. It's going to need a lot of help, and I'm 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 looking at government here. I mean, it, it it's going to need it, isn't it? The sport. It's going to need it. Um, it just depends on how each club have, have handled the situation, what, what they've had to, to pay out. Because on top of having to deal with players and getting them home, there's the, the aspect of refunds as well for the games that didn't go ahead. The playoff weekend, you know, that's obviously not going to take place now in Nottingham. We've seen, you know, it's such a huge event for the Elite League and dare say brings in a lot of money to, to Nottingham and the Motor Point Arena in particular as well over that weekend. So straight away, there's a, there's a gap in their finances and all these things all all add up in the fullness of time. But it's important that fans remember that while the clubs are aware of, of refund issues and, and things like that, they have to be aware that they will get to that. The clubs right now have a to-do list that's longer than longer than my arm and they have to work through it gradually. Getting the players home is the most important thing. Then it comes to dealing with refunds and how they, they go about um, sorting those out as well. There's just so much for these clubs to, to have to try and undertake right now. Um, you know, when, when, they, when, fair, when fair enough, they would have done it next month, but they wouldn't have done it with fixtures to spare and, and all the other things that go with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, on, on an ice hockey front, there were games last weekend and uh, a big game for the Telford Tigers as well. And uh, we, we touched upon it last week with, with Brendan Whistle. Um, they they were victorious. It's Obviously, it's not going to be a treble uh, for Telford, but, but it is a double uh, winners of the league title in the national division. Um, so a, a big congratulations to, to Tom and everyone at the club. Telford um, rightfully winning the, the NIHL is a great result for them. And of course, they needed Swindon to lose, which they did. They lost quite heavily, as it turned out. 10 goals to three 
in the game at Peterborough on, on Sunday. So, yeah, congratulations to Tom and his team. What a great week for them to have won the, the National Cup on Wednesday and then take that on to the league at the weekend there and, and winning um, the, the game as well. So, fantastic result uh, for, for the Telford Tigers. And again, you know, I'm looking at the, the guys that were heavily involved in the scoring. It seems to be the old guard, um, if I can call them that, the likes of Scott McKenzie, Jonathan Weaver, um, Jason Silverthorne all in there, all, all scoring and doing their bit and just shows you. And then you've got young whippersnappers like uh, Brandon Whistle as well, who's had a fantastic season at Telford. So a great team um, that, that Tom's put together there. And, you know, I think the fact the season has been soured by what's happened with the, the sudden cancellation of the, the remainder of the campaign. He, he spoke in his, his statement about wanting to take that into the playoffs and obviously that's not going to happen now. But he can be pleased and, and proud of, of what his team have done this year. It was a good weekend for the Telford Tigers, victorious in their final league game of the season over the Raiders, which means they picked up a league and cup double. And for more on this, on Friday morning, I caught up with the head coach of the Telford Tigers, here's Tom Watkins. Um, well, Tom, a big thank you for joining us. Um, I mean, it's given the circumstances and the, and the way the week and, and this crisis is panning out, it seems very trivial to be talking about ice hockey. But um, I do have to start the interview by offering congratulations uh, on, on sealing the league uh, before uh, the suspension of, of all competition. From, a, from an ice hockey perspective, uh, how was your weekend? Last weekend was, uh, was different. Um uncertainty I suppose going into the weekend um, but post weekend it was, a, it was a great relief to be in a position where we, we, we'd secured the, uh, the league title I mean you said it was uh, a bit trivial talking ice hockey to welcome welcome distraction I suppose at the moment um, this week has been uh, again a very different week a week that he didn't, nobody planned for one from a, a hockey club perspective we, we never expected to be not playing ice hockey at this point in time um, which is such a shame and understandable for, for everybody at the moment but uh, hockey matters uh, delighted for the, for the club delighted for the boys that um, we were able to to complete a league and cup double in you know in in, in the last week um, very grateful for the Raiders ensuring that they, they made the trip up to Shropshire on Sunday I'm sure it would have been easier for those guys to to uh, said no we're not we're not going to make uh, make that journey and, and it would have been difficult to criticise them if they hadn't uh, but from a club point of view, I know our fan base are very grateful and uh, showed a lot of appreciation to the Raiders organisation. And they, they got, I think, a standing ovation coming on and a standing ovation going off. So uh, it showed the importance to, to our club, to our fan base, to, to make sure that that fixture was played. I would hate it to have been in a position Monday morning where we hadn't done the job that we had hoped to do and we were sat in the same position where the, the football clubs are now. and. You know, even with the elite league to a degree that they, they didn't know or who was going to win. So pleased that we've been able to do it um, ahead of any situation that was decided away from the ring. So uh, absolute credit to, to the guys uh, and all our club staff, volunteers, and uh, obviously honourable mention for club chairman Mike Washburn and uh, guys that helped me out, Ian Howells, on a, on a daily basis that have really turned this club's future around three years ago. Yes, absolutely, uh, and uh, it's it's just where where we find ourselves at the moment. You you go from, you know, all, all the work that's been put in to to make sure that you you get to a stage where you're involved in competitions and not just involved, but being competitive and and winning those competitions. You go from that to to where we are now, and uh, basically everything winding down. So, 
what's 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 happening at the club at the moment with regards to that wind down and uh, and making sure everyone's health and well-being is is kept kept where it should be. Well, obviously, everybody was seeing the announcement that came out from the league on Monday evening, from confirming that obviously the postponement or cancellation of the league, and then another, I think, um, press release has gone out this morning with a, with a small update. Um, I think our main priority at the time, uh, Monday, Tuesday, really, of, of understanding that and figuring out what we had to do was make sure we got our overseas players back home as, as quickly and as safe as we could. Thankfully, we only had two guys to transport, Dominic to, to Prague and, and Brandon to back to Vancouver. So, um, from a club point of view, it's, you know, can we get the flights? Are they going to be ridiculously priced? Took a little bit of two and a throw, and thankfully, we were able to get guys on, on, uh, on good travel options and uh, dropped the last one at the airport this morning. Um, so, the rest of the week's really just been a bit stretching our heads, kind of planning and, and revisiting the financial plan about what revenue we're going to be without, what possibly we've still got to entail over the next few months. Um, a lot of discussion with our, our uh, rink provider, with, with Telford Ice Rink, um, about their plans. And unfortunately, they, they shut um, this evening from 5 o'clock until May 31st at the moment. I'd like to think that these decisions are going to be reviewed on a weekly, fortnightly basis. So if things do change for the better for everybody, then then like to get back to normal, uh, understand the reasons why they've had to do that and fully support them. We've got a great relationship with our, with our ice rink, particularly rink manager Matt Newens, who's a, a big fan of the Tigers, which certainly helps us in everything we want to do to promote the club within. Um, but other than that, it's, it's trying to make sure that we, we send the right messages to supporters, the season ticket holders, a lot of contact with sponsors, and you know, it's very difficult to go from having a a league season that you're still competing in um, and then going down to our sponsors and saying, you know, at this point in time, we, we'd love to continue that relationship. And obviously it's not a priority for a lot of businesses at the moment with everybody kind of in that situation. They're, they're entering a period that's quite unknown to us all. And uh, I mean that's that's the thing, and it? it is it is a uh, we're in uncharted territories here, aren't we? And, and you know you touched upon the the ice rink um, for obvious reasons that 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 operation can't continue uh, for the time being. And like you say, the the, the corporate side, and uh, there's also the community side as well, which is I know a a, a, a great avenue and great work being done by all ice hockey clubs in, with that regard. It impacts everything, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it absolutely does. Obviously, from the community side, we've got our beginners and kids hockey programs, which other clubs will, will have as well. And there's a few of us probably making the same decisions and same calls that we've got to make this week. And you know, do we practice? Do we not practice? Um, it, it's, it's just such a strange situation for for everybody. And, and uh, I don't think there's a right way at the moment of going about it. I think it's just making sure that from a community that we're trying to be seen to do the right things. And if we can support others, then We'll do our best to support other people at this time where others are probably in greater need than ourselves. Um, well, as, as, as I said, Tom, it, it, it does seem, um, you know, like we should be focusing on, on, on health matters and, and the wider society. But uh, be, before we go, I, I do have to offer our big congratulations uh, to, to you and, and everyone at the Telford Tigers for, for what you've achieved this season. And uh, all the best of luck. And uh, also just to, to send our best wishes to everyone at the club and all your supporters and volunteers uh, over this troubling period. And uh, we'll hopefully catch up again soon. Thank you. I think the one thing that for us as a club to, to finish on and keep it kind of hockey focused 
this situation it presents itself is totally unique. And uh, if I look at it from a personal angle, you know, we've, we've gone out, we've had a fantastic season. Three years ago, this club was on its knees. There wasn't an owner. Um, there was no interest. The EPL had folded. And in three seasons, we've gone and, and, and come out and, and really built the club and the, the brand back to something that was uh, good for our, our local area and, and making good, solid decisions for the sport in ice hockey across the board. In that time, we've, we've come out and done a, a cup and, and league double in, in a week. And I think that's a, a huge stride for us as an organisation. Um, and as I said, mentioned the guys' names before, that have really supported us to back to where we are. The players on the ice have had a tremendous season. And I read quite a lot of comments and listened to quite a lot of things that felt the Tigers would be you know, sixth, seventh, eighth place team in this new league. There's no way they've got the quality or the talent to, to compete or, you know, team spirit, all of this. So it's nice to have that feeling that you kind of put a few people in their place and not just not just to come away with one trophy, but to dominate the league as a whole. So not, not sitting here and pumping our own tyres. I think what this situation probably doesn't allow us to do is kind of take the, the plaudits or the kind of little lap of honour over the next week or two to, to really enjoy the success that the, the, the team and the club have, which is a real shame for us involved in Telford. Um, probably doesn't give us the opportunity to really push the brand at the right time and create that extra exposure, push the, 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 the ticket sales and you know, sponsorship into the next season at, at, this, at this unfortunate time. So th- th- these are disappointments from us as a club and you know every, every other sports team at the moment is kind of going through it. But what we've been really... Ha- pleased about is the level of support we've got from within our club, uh, our fans you know, we've had donations from our fan base, buying tickets for next week's games that are not going to go ahead to, to try and support us obviously in, in lieu of a lot of the revenue that we will lose but um, from that angle it, it really shows the, the level of passion and dedication that, that the fan base will go to and I'm sure we're not the only club that are experiencing that at the moment so uh, you know, we're not the biggest budget club in this league um, We've certainly got a, a, a very good, tight-knit group of people that support the, support the organisation and, and the on-ice and off-ice products as well. So it's been a great year for us. And let's hope things improve for everybody so we can get back to, to the normality and get back into the ice rink. Tom Watkins there, head coach of the Telford Tigers. And once again, a big congratulations to everyone at the Telford Tigers. And a big congratulations as well to everyone in the National Division of the NIHL. It's certainly been a cracking season, that's for sure. Uh, Well, Craig Anderson, uh, back with us. Uh, And just before we go, um, let's talk about your highlights of the season. Obviously, I'd, I'd... I don't think this past week's been a highlight, let's say. Um, but there has been lots of highlights over over the season. And uh, it's, been, it's been a pleasure covering the sport uh, this year, especially across the British Isles. Yeah, I think part of it is a case of what might have been. You know, I would have loved to have seen us go all the way in the title race to see how that would have panned out. And, of course, the race for the playoffs as well, um, just, to, just to see how things would have, would have panned out in those last few weeks. But certainly, looking back on it, you, you, you can still enjoy that from afar as well. The, the whole Sheffield-Cardiff uh, dynamic at the top of the table, the fact that Belfast were up there and fell away a little bit, the form of Coventry Blaze outstanding. Um, for me, Danny, I mean, I said a while back, Andrew yeah. Lord for Coach of the Year, but I'm changing my, my view on that. It's got to be Danny Stewart and the job he's done with the Coventry Blaze. Um, you know, we'll never know if they could have maybe got themselves a little bit higher, even got 
got themselves into into title contention in the, the final games of the season. It's one of those uh, one of those great questions now that we'll we'll never ever know. But we can look back on that with with a great deal of pride. This season has been phenomenal for the elite league. I think the the fact that we've seen it throughout the, the season on free sports with Aaron Murphy and his excellent coverage um, with, with Paul Lady is definitely one we can we can be proud of. This league continues to grow. I personally would like to see more teams in it if more teams are willing to, to make the financial um, commitment to, to come in and make this league bigger. I think there's lots of potential there to make the, the elite league much bigger than what it is, but we have to be proud of what it is right now. It's certainly far stronger than it was maybe say 10, 15 years ago, and that's a great thing. And you know, when we do get back to business, when we can get started again, and who knows when that's going to be, hopefully we'll, we'll continue on the same vein again. And uh, we should say it's not just the elite league that's been superb. The national division obviously has been in, it's been a trip into the unknown this year, uh, a return to, to national competition for a lot of teams. But that's been that's been a thriller minute, hasn't it? With you know um, Leeds were were struggling to begin with, but they got better. They've obviously got a new arena as well now, uh, and and the the title race, the likes of Peterborough and Basingstoke and Milton, and Milton Keynes getting back to some good form as well. And Raiders of Bratnell and their, and their race for the playoffs. That that division's been superb this season as well, hasn't it? It has, you know, and you know the fact Telford won it, I think, is great great credit to them. Swindon kept them going all the way, um, right until well, more or less the end. We got a couple of games from the end of the season, so you, you can't say they took them all the way. Um, disappointed in seeing Sheffield Steel Dogs end up in seventh place by the um, prior to the cancellation. Again, they'll look to bounce back next year, but they've. They've put a lot of focus on young players in their team and, and building them up, which is a good thing. They can only improve. Milton Keynes, I always said, uh, you know, that it would take a, a weekend or two to to start seeing the best of them, and I think we did um, far better sort of latter end of the season than it was at the first. Leeds Chiefs, I think, you know, this year's been a learning curve not only for the, the club itself, but Sam Zajac, the coach. I predict they'll come back a lot better next year. They'll they'll be in their, their home rink from the start this year, so they won't have much of a nomadic existence compared to what they did have this year. So I think it all looks good for next year. Again, once we get things up and running again and the teams start getting themselves together and we do finally see some action once this, this deadly virus goes away, then we, we can... We can be excited about what lies ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And it, obviously, it's not just the national division as well. We've we've covered, um, you know, the the great work that's been going on, uh, at, not just at, at adult level, but junior level at, at clubs like Sutton Sting and 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 Blackburn. Some some great junior development going on. But when it comes to the adult game, you know, we've got to mention Streatham um, and the great title race that's been going on in, in South 1. Whitley, Whitley Warriors too, and, uh, you know, their, their great league campaign they've had. And, you know, north of the board, I feel like I need to mention every league club now. I do apologise if I have, if I have <laughs> missed you off. You know, I do love you all. Uh, but, you know, the Murrayfield Racers and, and the Solway Sharks, they've had great campaigns too. Yeah, without a doubt, you mentioned Murrayfield. You know, there's a possibility if there is, you know, if it is going to happen, I'd like to see them in the NIHL ranks. That was something their captain Callum Boyd spoke about with me a few weeks ago when we we first had him on the show and and things like that. You'd like to see these teams be able to make the next step up. That's logical for them. The one stumbling block I see is that the geography of it basically the fact that maybe teams in England maybe wouldn't fancy a Sunday night trip to Edinburgh for example that might be a bit too far for them when you consider the, the sort of semi-pro nature of it guys having to work and, and such like but yeah there's so much to be proud of up and down the, the divisions Whitley Warriors winning their league um, Solway Sharks winning the SNL you, you talked about the clubs down south as well I must admit I don't really follow that too much but I know there is some great work going on down there I see it on social media all the time and I think 
despite the, the manner of how the, the season has come to a, a sad end and an abrupt end as well, I think there's a lot of teams can take a lot from the campaign they've just had and, and it gives them something to build on going forward. Yes, absolutely. Uh, just to just to cover things off slightly, in, in North 2, we obviously Whitley Warriors uh, were the undisputed title winners in North 1. Uh, Hull Jets uh, were the team who, who finished top of the table in North 2. They had a four-point lead up at the top, um, so who knows what would have happened there, but um, you know they finished top of the table. In South 1, that was a competitive title race, but Streatham, uh, I, I think, were confirmed as winning the league uh, a couple of weeks ago, so congratulations to Streatham uh, in that close race there with Solent and uh, and Invicta and uh, Chelmsford as well. Um, and uh, when it comes to South West 2, um, Guildford and Swindon Wildcats, second string, were the ones who were finding it out there up at the top. Uh, too close to call as we head towards the end of the, t- of the, of the season in that one. And uh, for the top of South East 2, Haringey Huskies, uh, with, a, with a five point gap there we intended to get Haringey on the show actually um, we, we never quite hooked up we, we couldn't match diaries in that but congratulations to Haringey Huskies there uh, they play at the uh, Ali Pali don't they um, mm. so you know that's that's great stuff there from, from Haringey um, and uh, we should mention just, just before we go as well uh, I've been chuffed to bits that this show this season has, has had uh, a bit of focus as well for the women's game and the, the elite league and uh, it was obviously going to be too close to call up at the top it's still uh, the gap is three points Queen Bees do have a game in hand sitting in second Solihull Vixens top of the table though as as the division is closed off so um, work that one out I, I, I don't know how to work that out but anyway <laughs> um, Craig that's, that's pretty much the end of the show I think, unless you've got anything else to add. Yeah, I just want to quickly congratulate Pete Russell, the GB coach, oh, yeah. who's now coaching in Germany with uh, Freiburg in the DL2, winning coach of the year. Um, so great news for Pete. I'm trying to pin him down for a chat at some point as well. I know he's back in the country. He's, he's obviously enjoying spending time with his family again now that he's back. But yeah, the, the DL2, they, they basically scrapped their season before the, the playoffs had started. Interestingly, he would have come up against the Ravensburg Tower Stars, who are coached now by the former Nottingham Panthers coach, Rich Chairman, as um, so that could have been interesting. But no, Pete's taking Freiburg from what was a relegation-threatened team last year into a team that finished third place in the overall standings. He's doing great things in the game uh, internationally, as we know, um, and to do it in, in the club scene as well. You know, He, he did well with the Glasgow clan last year before making the move to Germany. Right now, I think he's, he's, he's uh, hoping that he's going to have a tournament to, to oversee the World Championships in uh, Switzerland in May. That's very much up in the air. WHF have been calling off international tournaments here, there and everywhere. Um, but this is their showpiece one. They'll, they'll hope to keep that going. It doesn't look likely at this moment in time the way things are, but you would hope that we, we would see that. But nevertheless, congratulations, Pete. Well done and uh, a great achievement by him. Absolutely. Right. Uh, we should also thank uh, J- James Gordon as well, because it was his idea to get this podcast up up, up, up and going at the start of the year. And I think it's been he's been all right. I know I'm a bit biased, but I, th- I think it's been a, I think it's been a good job. And uh, obviously this podcast wouldn't be half as good without you, Craig. Uh, so oh. a big thank you for, for joining us um, this season. Um, pleasure. Yeah, I, d- I don't know what else to add. I mean, from, from my personal perspective, I, I obviously grew up with I'm a, you can hear the accent. I'm a Manchester lad, so I grew up with the Manchester Storm at the Nine X and all that. So obviously a bit of a bandwagon jumper, you could say. Uh, but you know, when it comes to the, the sport of ice hockey, hopefully it's it's come across 
There's some brilliant, brilliant work going on from all four corners of the British Isles. It's been superb covering it this season. So uh, a big thank you to all the chairman, uh, all the players, head coaches, supporters, uh, all you listeners at home as well um, for, for taking part in the show. It's been it's been great covering the sport over the last... How many months have we been doing this now? I've lost count now. Is it eight months? Six. Six, six months. Oh, it's six yeah. months. Oh, it's flown by. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, a big thank you, everyone. Um, but uh, Craig, I'll, I'll leave you with the closing thoughts as, as we uh, bow out for this season. And uh, should say to all our listeners, uh, you take care and uh, you stay safe, everybody. And uh, we'll, we'll hopefully be back for the brand new season whenever that starts. Uh, but Craig, I'll let you have the closing thoughts and uh, you can thank, thank all the head coaches and all that and chairman and stuff. Yeah, just to echo what's been said, certainly from a website point of view, everybody that I've um, contacted to, to get on the website to talk to us and um, to you know to, to use their comments on the, the podcast as well. Thank you so much for that. It's always good to hear a wide ranging opinion from so many different players and and coaches and, and even those higher up, the GMs and um, operating officers and such like. Fantastic stuff, Ben. Great job with the podcast. Uh, it's good to. Good to work with you this season as well. And thanks to everybody for listening. We've thoroughly enjoyed um, hearing your, your thoughts and comments and things like that. We'll, we'll look at the show next season, see if we can do see if we can do something a little bit different for you. Um, but yeah, have a great summer. And so sad it's, it's ended this way. But hey, you know what? We'll be back soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.